From who do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes from their own children or from others? Good morning, Christian America. This is the question that Jesus proposes to Peter today. As we continue down our journey through the New Testament, as we continue through the steps and the portions of Scripture uh, in the New Testament, today we wrestle with the fact that Jesus is the Son of God and he is exempt from paying taxes, but what does he do? Does he fight this? Does he stand up and uh, make a scene? Does he protest publicly? Does he force people into a position where they have to uh, either make a definitive statement for him or against him, for the king or against the king regarding taxes? Let's talk about what he does. Let's talk about what he says. And most importantly, let's talk about what it means today on the podcast. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, with the Christian American community and the Christian American T-Shirt Company coming to you today. This is the first podcast since the new year. It's 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the new decade. Welcome to the new year. Hopefully, 2019 was good for you. Hopefully, you were blessed in 2019. But more importantly, more hopefully, you are going to be blessed in 2020. You're going to be blessed in the new year, and you're going to be blessed in the new decade. We want to wish that on you. We want to pray for that for you. We hope that we can play an, a, a, an integral part in your lives throughout this year, just like we have and hopefully that we have over the past 12 months. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many people out there. There are many Christian Americans out there. Some of you that are watching this right now that um, receive our content, that have uh, continuously engaged in our content, promoted our content, and you know, been involved in our content and provided us feedback. But a lot of you, and I'm and you know who you are, have not liked the Christian American social media pages, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, or even subscribe to the YouTube channel. So we ask you, it helps us keep track of our followers. It helps us keep track with of our numbers. It helps us uh putting together content that we know that you're out there and we know uh, that you want to be engaged in the topics and the information that are important to you. We encourage you. We ask you, please, if you're on one of these social media websites, if you're following us uh, and receiving some of this content, like the webpage on Facebook, like the Christian American Community uh, social media page, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. That really helps us out and on all the social media platforms. If you are one of those people that are out there uh, receiving this content and benefiting of it, it's no cost to anyone. We're not trying to promote anything. We're not gathering any data or anything like that. But what we want to do is we want to make sure we have an accurate count of our followers. That way we can better uh, promote and subscribe information to you guys. It helps us out a whole lot. Uh, and with that, today's topic, welcome back to uh, the Christian American, uh, the Good Morning Christian American podcast. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American community and the Christian American t-shirt company. If you are unfamiliar with either one of those, go to the social media websites. Uh, follow us as previously discussed on all the social media websites. If you want to be a part of the Christian American uh, community 
and better support the Christian American community, better stand out uh, as a member of the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com, all one word, to pick yourself up a quality Christian American apparel item uh, that we have on the website. So there's tees, tanks, sweatshirts, hoodies. There are uh, a variety of Christian American apparel that you can choose from. Start 2020 off right. Get yourself a Christian American tee similar to what I'm wearing right now to make your way into the world. Let everybody know around you that you put Christ at the forefront of your life, that you love this country, and that you stand proudly and strongly in support of both of those things. So, so today here on the podcast, we are continuing our journey down uh, the New Testament. We are still in Matthew chapter 17. And today's passage and today's reading, we're going to talk about the temple tax. And it's not necessarily about the temple tax that we're going to talk about, but on uh, the podcast today. And we're going to start switching up the podcast. So we ask you that you, that you pay attention. Uh, Fridays are probably going to be the days in which the podcasts come uh, directly from scriptures. Where we're going to continue this educational podcast uh, through the New Testament, through a, a piece, a portion, a chunk of uh, important scripture, and it's all important. Uh, and we're going to read it verbatim. We're going to dissect it uh, afterward. We want to. We want you to hear what the text says word for word uh, without any interruption. That way you can understand what Jesus says. You can understand specifically what scripture says. And then afterward, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about what it meant then and what it means for us today and how we live our lives. So if you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 17, verse 24, where Jesus is going to talk about the temple tax. And in verse 24, it says, After Jesus and his disciples arrived at Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma temple tax came to Peter and asked, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he does, he replied. And when Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. What do you think, Simon, he asked. From whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes? From their own children or from others? Well, from others, Peter answered. Then the children are exempt. Jesus said to him, but so that we may not cause offense, go to the lake, throw out your line, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and for yours. Now here in this passage today that there's a couple things that sticks out. You heard verbatim what the scripture says. And so now that we've heard exactly what it said, you've heard exactly the situation that Jesus finds himself in and what he says. Let's discuss what this means. So in like many European countries, they still have a church tax at this time. Israel has a temple tax, essentially a church tax. If you want to be a part of the church, if you want to be a member of the church, you have to pay a tax to essentially the government, right? Because in this situation, the the temple is, uh, the, the church leadership, the temple leadership, the Pharisees is essentially the leadership in the local community, is the local leadership, right? So it is the local government, even though the, uh, the, the Romans control everything. So, um... And so you have to be 
a member in order to be a member of the temple you're, you have to pay a temple tax there are many people like that in in 2020 now that we're in that would love to see us christian americans people who who belong to the church have to pay the government in order to belong to the church that's a different topic that we won't talk about now but put that in your mind because there are many people in this country today that are that are uh, advocating for this type of idea like that not only should churches be ex uh, not be exempt from paying taxes but that other people like you and I believers in Christ that want to be a part of the church not only they, they want us to have to pay the government in order for uh, in order to be a member of that church and now you can imagine uh, all the all the, the the negativity that would surround that and all the problems associated with that because the goal then and and i say this because you should be aware of it within the country because it, these are the ideas that are being tossed out there is that the the goal there is that it, to make it more difficult for people to hear the word of god and if more if less people heard the word of god then the word of god would spread less and that's the goal of individuals with this type of mentality and this type of mindset so we can't fall prey to that but separate to that, in the context of this story, Jesus asked the question to Simon Peter, and he says, From whom do the kings of the earth collect duties and taxes, from their own children or from others? And he says, and, and, and of course, uh, Peter says, well, from others, because the king's family don't have to pay taxes to the temple. They don't have to pay taxes to the church because that's what dictatorships that's what communist societies that's what socialist societies end up uh, becoming is that the elite the uh, uh, that surround the government the well-connected they don't have to pay the taxes it's everybody else and so others of course that's what peter says others and so jesus has, says then that the children are exempt then meaning him he is the child of god he is the Son of Man. He, he is God incarnate in flesh come. He is a member of the church. Children in, his, in this context should not be taxed. Hence, Jesus should not be taxed because he is the Son of God. So if he's the Son of God and children aren't to be taxed, then we aren't to be taxed. Now, does he make a stand on that? Does he make a, a, a scene on that? Does he... Uh, stand on a soapbox as he condemn those who collect the taxes because uh, b because he's a he is the child of God he is the son of man uh, or does he go a different route obviously he goes a different route he goes a different route because he knows the tax collectors are just doing their job he could make a scene and he could turn over tables and he could he could condemn and he could uh, he could do whatever he wanted to he has the power to do so but he doesn't instead he meekly humbly says this is how we're going to pay i'm going to show you my power i'm going to show you my ability and perform just a simple miracle go cast your net grab the first fish and in the first fish you're going to find the money for the tax go pay the tax because he doesn't have any money Right? He doesn't have any money because that's not Jesus' goal. Jesus' goal didn't come to, to, to take on the earthly possession the, or worldly possessions, become rich in the eyes of man. So he doesn't have it, but he needs it. Or he has to go condemn and, and make, this, make this argument in, on his behalf. He chooses not to. 
he realizes that these tax collectors are, yes, they are sinners, but they're just doing their jobs. There's not really uh, a need at this point to make a big hubbub about it. He, he tells Peter to go uh, get the, uh, the four drachma and then go pay, um, and then go pay the, the temple tax. Is that Jesus is humble enough in his response, knowing the truth, knowing who he is, explaining to his number one disciple, his rock, who he's already designated as the rock. He's already changed Simon's name to Peter. He's already said, upon you, I will build my church. He explains to him the truth behind this statement that he is the child of God. He is the son of man. He is a child in the sense that the temple tax should be exempt. He should be exempt. But yet, in order not to cause a fuss, in order to uh, to to n- not condemn, what he does is he simply finds a way to pay the tax. He finds a way to pay the temple tax, and he keeps on about his ministry. Sometimes in our lives, we have the righteous indignation that we've been wronged somehow, that we've been overcharged at the counter. And and what do we do? We take it out on the cashier. We take it out on the customer service person. We take it out on the messenger. And meanwhile, because you 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 picked up something in the middle of the of the supermarket aisle, you thought it says, or maybe it does say it was $2.50, you get to the register and they charge you $3 and you make a stink about it. And the cashier doing their job may ring it up again and they try to ring it up again and it rings up as $3 and they say, excuse me, ma'am, it's, this is the cost of it. And you tend to berate that cashier or you berate that, uh, that customer service representative without it actually being their fault. They're just doing their job instead of taking a step back humbling ourselves, realizing that we may or may not be wrong. And even if we're not wrong, what is the difference here? Is the 50 cents, if this is the little problem that I'm facing right now, is it worth making a scene over? Is it worth uh, making everybody's day miserable? Is it worth me being upset, me saying something that I might regret, doing something that I might regret, taking it out on someone who doesn't deserve it, taking it out on someone who, whose day I don't know, uh, what it's like, where they've been, what just happened. You may be taking it out on someone whose father or mother just passed away, just found out they had a, a serious illness. You may uh, have stumbled upon someone whose home may be uh, about to be repossessed or their car uh, may have just broken down. They may have bills that they can't afford the payment. And meanwhile, you're standing over them pointing a finger at them, berating them on something that they may or may not even have control over. They're just simply doing their job. And now you've made their lives a little bit more miserable. You've made your life a little bit more miserable. You've made everyone else's life around uh, the whole situation a little bit more miserable. When we should think about what we're saying, we should think about what we're doing, and we should think about the impact. 
why are we getting so upset over this one little thing? Is something wrong with us? Did we have a bad day? And if we're having a bad day, does that give us the right or encourage us to make other people's day just as miserable as ours? Or should we step back and humble ourselves like Jesus did and say, I don't think I'm supposed to pay this tax. I don't think I'm supposed to pay this tax because children are exempt from these taxes. I am the son of God. I don't need to pay your temple tax. I can ter- tear this temple down. He could have he could have easily said that. I could tear this temple down. I could you know mess this whole place up. This is um, it is more uh, uh, more realistic that it that it that this temple is mine than it is yours, especially when it comes to the tax collectors. But he doesn't. He doesn't stand on his soapbox. He doesn't have righteous indignation. He simply asks the question off to the side to his best friend and say, who is supposed to pay these taxes? And the answer is not Jesus because Jesus is family. He is the son of God. However, is it worth making a scene over? Is it worth ruining these people's day? Is it worth worth? Possibly getting people hurt in the confines, in the context of a Roman-occupied Israel. All these things are floating around this topic. And so what does Jesus do? He confides in his friend the truth. I'm exempt from these taxes. But I'll tell you what. Tomorrow, cast your net. The first fish will have four drachma in it pay the taxes for you and for me. How about that? Because I have that ability. I have that power. Recognize the power. Recognize the authority. And recognize that I'm humble enough not to use it against people in the temple today. Isn't that a great lesson for us to learn? Isn't that a great example for us to follow in 2019 when everybody's got a a, a voice, when everybody's got the ability to stand on their soapbox online and berate somebody and argue with somebody and name call somebody and call somebody a liar and troubleshoot everything they say. We can all do that and make everybody's lives a little bit more difficult and make everybody's lives a little bit uh, more miserable. Or we can follow the example of Christ. Humble ourselves and not worry about it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we hope that you guys have started off your 2020 exemplary. We hope that you guys have committed yourselves over the last week to, to take an active role in the Christian American community in 2020. We pray that you have dedicated yourself, that you are going to make an intentional effort from this day forward, from today until at a minimum of December 31st, to play an active part in your community, to play an active part in your family, to play an active part in your neighborhood, and to those whom you have the most influence. We pray that you are going to take on the role of leader in your community, in your surroundings, not for your own privilege, not for your own prestige, not for your for your own position, but 
in order to enhance the word of God, to enhance his message, in order to bring his light, in order to be what he calls us to be, which is salt of the earth, the light of the world, to spice up and make better, to make brighter, to make visible his message and his example, something similar to what we see in today's passage. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, we'll see you on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. You stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.